Before we get into today's Reddit stories, I first of all need to tell you about one of my other favorite Reddit podcasts out there, The OKOP Show. If you guys are looking for even more daily Reddit content, then The OKOP Show with John and Sam is perfect for you. Just search for the letters OKOP wherever you get your pods. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Welcome to r/entitledparents, where this crazy old lady kidnaps her own grandchildren. Mum kidnapped our kids and said she didn't know it was against the rules. So, my wife and I have two kids, a nearly 3-year-old and an 18-month-old. We want a cruise to the Bahamas for two, meaning the kids couldn't go. My mother volunteers to watch the kids. Great, it's all settled. We're gonna get away for a week and have some time for ourselves. As the date approaches, mum starts talking about having the kids at her house for the week. We told her we were under the impression that she was going to be at our house. All the kids stuff is here. Our home is a single story and easy to track the kids in. It's significantly closer to all of their doctors for emergencies. We're talking 20 minutes versus an hour and a half. And our house is baby proofed where hers is not. So we said that we really felt they should be at our house. And if that didn't work for her, we would make other arrangements. She said that our house was fine. But a few days later, she says that she would like to be at her house because my siblings who still live with her could help watch the kids. These are the same siblings who we were told needed to be instructed on how to be nice to toddlers, which is why we weren't invited to Thanksgiving. No thanks, we'll get you support through our own channels. People we know and like who can pop in to get you relief and help out. We leave for our trip, though as we are showing mum where everything is and going over food and snacks, she's more interested in playing with the kids than learning where the diapers are. So, day one in the boat. My wife uses the boat's internet to do a video call to check on the kids. All seems fine, but my mother tells her not to call again for the rest of the trip because it may upset the children. My wife doesn't tell me about that part of their convo right away, but as soon as she does, we call her back. When she answers, she's at her house with the kids and you can see the brand new kids apparel and paraphernalia in the background. I asked her what happened and she tells me she was really sick and thinks she got norovirus. What the heck? Super nauseous, it was all she could do to call her brother who lives five minutes from me to have him pack the kids in my wife's car and drive an hour and a half to her house. So you were so sick that you couldn't watch the kids but you could drive home in a car that wasn't yours and endanger kids that aren't yours in the event that you pass out or spontaneously start vomiting while on the freeway, potentially killing our children? Why didn't you call the list of people who said they'd come and help? They'd set aside parts of their weeks to come out and support with their time and money. Do they even know the kids aren't home? Do you know that one person is staying in a hotel to be 10 minutes away from you in case of emergency? Now they're an hour and a half from home and none the wiser for what's happening. The first thing she says is that she really was sick. I never accused her of not being sick. Yeah, I doubted it, but I never said it. Then she tells me how dare I judge her for her decisions and that she doesn't have to justify herself to me and that she doesn't have to watch my kids. I told her to pack my kids up in the car and take them home. Someone else was going to watch them. 
When she dropped the kids off, she was nasty to their new caretakers and sulked. As soon as I knew the kids were safe, I sent her a message saying she clearly didn't respect us as parents. Doesn't matter how many kids she raised, these are ours. And she sure as heck needed to justify herself and check in with us if she was too sick to do her job. We have the right to know what's going on with our kids. And any sane person would call and ask us what we wanted them to do before packing the kids up and taking them away. If the roles were reversed, she would have absolutely lost her mind. And I know because I've seen it and that she didn't need to see the kids again if she was going to go that far out of her way to undermine us and then act like a spoiled child to family and friends when she gets caught. Then the next day, she replied to the message saying that she didn't realize she did anything that was that far out of expected parameters. Yeah, her words. And that she recognized that parents had their own rules and she would have to learn ours. Never did anything resembling sorry come across in that message or any other. We blocked her on social media and haven't spoken to her since. Okay, straight off the bat, I've got to say this. You should not let your kids anywhere near this woman anymore. Yes, blocking her on social media and her number is a good start, but I don't care who she is. I don't even care that she's your mum. She is literally endangering the safety and the lives of your children. And that is more than enough to say that you should not let her anywhere near them. The fact that she won't even take responsibility for her actions is crazy. And now she expects you to see this all as a simple misunderstanding. Let her off the hook and say, you know what? Yeah, we understand you made a mistake. Try again. Not gonna happen. Karen lets her kids wake everyone up at 2 a.m. So I've just come back from a coach trip from the UK to Disneyland Paris. It was a wonderful trip, apart from one family who decided they could do whatever they wanted with no consequence. To set the scene, me and my two friends have just arrived at the bus stop and are waiting for the coach. In front of us is a family of four adults and three children. A young girl around the age of 10, a boy also around the age of 10, and a teenage boy. All three are sat on the floor attempting to play a card game. However, the girl is screaming at the top of her lungs, telling the other kids how to play the game. The adults tried to intervene once, got sworn at by the child, and then gave up. Me and my friends exchanged glances before resorting to sending each other memes, silently voicing our discontent. Luckily, we were seated at the front of the coach and the family were at the back. But we could still hear the girl yelling all the way. We let it slide though because, hey, we're going to Disneyland and they're probably just excited. We went on to have a wonderful couple of days in Disneyland, completely forgetting that this family even existed until it was time to come home. You see, guys, we are broke. So we booked a coach that left Disney at 8 p.m., arriving back in London at 4.30 a.m., It's a given that you'd want to sleep on the coach. Well, as we waited for our coach to come and collect us, there we were reminded of that child's piercing screams and shrieks as she ran around the car park and in front of cars whilst the adults once again did nothing. My friends and I exchanged worried glances, but it was only the beginning. Once on the coach, people started pulling out neck pillows and blankets ready to attempt to sleep, but not that family. They talked loudly about their trip and complained that the coach driver hadn't put the radio on for us. People were already grumbling, but the family paid them no mind. When we reached Calais, it got worse. The driver asked for a volunteer to collect everyone's passports and bring them to the front. One of the adults and the girl's mother volunteered and had to sit at the front with the driver while sorting the passports. Well, the child decided that that was an invitation to run up and down the aisle between her parents before loudly demanding that her mother sing happy birthday in welsh 
this was at midnight after border control had checked our passports the mother decided to hand some of them to her children but that wasn't good enough for the little girl who kept screaming at her mother to give her more apparently no was not a word she could understand and she simply kept screaming even when people stated they were not comfortable with children handling their passports the kids still got to hand them out and then we finally boarded the ferry at 1:35 a.m ready for a quiet crossing we were wrong initially my friends and i had sat in an area with a kids play area we quickly realized and relocated to a quieter area of the ship so we could try and grab some sleep people around us were sprawled out on benches with blankets over their heads and mothers had sleeping children in their laps we found a quiet corner and started to doze off then we heard it that same piercing shrieking all from that girl they were running up and down the length of the ship shouting and shrieking as they went People were being startled awake every single time they went by other children were beginning to cry because they were tired The teenage boy was literally winding up the younger two making them shout even more The adults of the group were nowhere to be seen eventually. I snapped after a particularly piercing shriek I yelled quiet, please. It is two o'clock in the morning and people are trying to sleep Several other murmurs of agreement surrounded me. They went silent looked at me and ran off I knew what was coming. We all knew in March one of the adults not the mother just another one of the adults What did you say to the kids? She demanded loudly. Of course. I said quiet, please. There are people trying to sleep I gesture to the people groggily emerging from their blankets to see what the commotion was If you've got a problem speak to an adult don't shout at kids. Well, where were you down there? She points they were at the opposite end of the ship So why weren't you with them? They're hyper kids are gonna be hyper again It's two o'clock in the morning and people are trying to sleep. Well, you should have come and talked to us How was I supposed to know who you were or where you'd be? Uh, Whatever just don't shout at kids and then they left was that the end? Oh, no, they continued their shrieking and running when we attempted to find the adults as they had requested They had moved and were nowhere to be found again The girl also tried to stare me out a couple of times. I think she was trying to intimidate me, which is laughable. Eventually, the ferry trip came to an end and I waited until the last possible second to get back on the coach so that they wouldn't have to walk past me. I was thanked several times by fellow ferry passengers in both French and English for my attempts to shut those kids the heck up. I do wonder how much of a problem it would have been if I woke their kids up at 2 a.m. All right, guys, just put yourself in this position right now. You are OP. Or you are one of OP's kids. You're knackered. You have had a great holiday, fair enough. But you just want to get a little bit of terrible shut eye. Look, you're on an overnight ferry anyway. It's not ideal. No one's enjoying this situation. But come on. The last thing you want is this. And to be honest, don't really blame the kid. Because if the kid is being enabled by these terrible parents who are actively trying to avoid... Like, you can imagine them. They're like, oh, I don't want to get annoyed by these other adults again. Let's just move to another corner of the ship as far away from our shrieking kids as we possibly can. I mean, who knows? The girl's probably annoying them at the same time, right? But they're just like, oh, don't even care. Let her roam free. Not my problem, even though that's my daughter. Then, um, yeah, I can't really blame the kid too much. You know what's funny, though? I think this is true. These adults are probably the sort of people that when it affects them, they go mental. You can just see it from a mile away, right? Probably even with their own daughter. Like, if they were the ones that were trying to sleep at 2 a.m. and someone else was making noise, even their own daughter, as OP said at the very end of this, then goodness me, I think they would have given it absolute hell. But... No, because it's not really affecting them. It's not their problem, so they don't care. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. And now for our final entitled parent story of this episode. Deadbeat mum decides to make demands from me. My childhood was an absolute trash show and I'm still dealing with the ramifications today. My parents divorced when I was barely two years old. My father was very abusive and was in and out of jail and homelessness my whole life. When I was six, my mum, who was a once a month on the weekends parent, she never showed up to the custody hearings, so the judge gave custody to my abusive dad, decided she couldn't be a mother anymore, married another man, moved states, and had another child that she loved enough to raise. I only saw my bio mother about five times in my entire childhood. I was raised by my abusive father and my grandma until he OD'd when I was 17. My mum didn't want to go to the courts to get custody and neither did my grandma since I was a senior in high school. So CPS decided to just let me keep living with my grandma until I graduated. So I became a legal orphan. I was able to go to college for free due to being an orphan and being in poverty. I eventually joined the military, moved out of my trash house state, got married, and I've been living a great life ever since. I went about seven years without speaking with my bio mum on the phone or in person. Until randomly, about two years ago, when I went back to my home state to visit my dad's side of the family. I hadn't seen them in over three years. I avoid going home often because everyone but me are either druggy or living in poverty, so they're always harassing my husband and I for money, favors, etc., while also yelling at me for having the audacity to fight my way out of poverty and make a life for myself. Anyway, my bio mum called me and had apparently moved back to my home state with my half-sister several years ago, and I had no idea. She begged me to meet her in person, where she then spent two hours sobbing about how sorry she is for abandoning me to my abusive father and how she regrets it every day. I tentatively agreed to forgive her and slowly build a relationship. She was happy with just my half-sister at first, but is now upset that I treat her now as some distant aunt instead of having a mother-daughter relationship. To be honest, we'll never have a mother-daughter relationship. If she wanted one, she should have raised me. Anyway, my half-sister also decided to reach out to me and create a relationship. We talk all the time and have become close. The last time I went home to visit, we went out to eat and she asked me what the plan was for mum once she gets too old to take care of herself. I said whatever she decides to do, I'll emotionally support her for her decision. She asked what I meant and I said that really I have zero plans to financially or physically help my mother in any way. She didn't raise me. She doesn't get the joy of having her oldest daughter take care of her in her old age. My half-sister was very upset with me and ran and told my mum, who then decided to start blowing up my phone, saying that she apologized and is trying, but that doesn't mean that I can abandon her in her time of need. I just laughed and hung up the phone. My husband freaking hates her and only puts up with her at all because of me. I don't know where this audacity is coming from. I don't know her and she doesn't know me, but because I have more money and no kids, she thinks I should be the one to house and help her. Nope, not happening. And there we go, a pretty simple one in its conclusion in my opinion. When the burden was on her to help you out, she didn't want anything to do with you and didn't even want to help one iota. But when the roles have been reversed and the burden is now potentially on you to help her out financially or in any way, oh, 
No, I really need your help. And actually, it's really unfair that you're not helping me by giving me money after all the amazing parenting I did back in the day. It's as simple as that. She doesn't care for you as much as she's trying to fake that she does. She just wants your cash. Sorry. But that's the truth. And thankfully, OP knows it. Now, before we end today's episode, first of all, I owe you guys some shout outs. As you can see, if you are watching on YouTube or if you're not, I'm about to tell you we have raised £4,227, getting ever closer to the goal of £5,000. If somehow you've been living under a rock in regards to my videos and episodes over the past couple of months, well, you may not know that I'm running the London Marathon in just, what is it, uh, two weeks, two and a half weeks now? Ooh, it's getting pretty close. I'm getting excited, baby. And uh, yeah, due to that, I'm raising money for Kids, an amazing charity which gives disabled children a brighter future in pretty much any way possible. Now, the amazing thing about kids is that they don't, they don't really prioritize a disability. They don't necessarily specialize in disability. Therefore, it doesn't matter what disability you've got. Anyone who is disabled in any way gets their help, them and their families. And that is what I love about the charity. They don't discriminate. It'd be weird if they did, but you know what I mean? They don't positively select. Everyone can benefit. So if you know anyone with a disability, and I'm sure you do, then your money will be helping them. That is what I'm trying to say. Nonetheless, 84% of the way to the goal. If you want to help me out and us out, 258 of you have now donated. Let's get that up to 300 and that will get us to 5,000 pounds. Link is down in the description on whatever platform you are on. Nonetheless, here are some shout outs. If you donate, you're guaranteed to get a shout out no matter how much you donate. But I will say that if you donate $100 like S English, who by the way has already donated and is back once again, then I'm gonna give you a special shout out. $100 is just insane. It's awesome that you're running for such a good cause. Come on, everyone. Let's get him to his goal. Let's get there. He's so close. Again, best of luck in the marathon from New York City. Guys, look, S English said it, not me. You know, let's forget what I'm saying. Just listen to S English. I think that's now $125 you've donated, my friend. I might be wrong there, but elite from you. Absolutely elite. So insane. Thank you so, so much. Also, I would love to run this marathon one day. New York City. My parents have done it, I believe. Actually, that might just be a lie. I'm not even sure if they have. They've done one in America. It might not be the one. Nonetheless, I'd love to run a marathon in America, where the majority of you that are watching right now come from. So, you know, maybe it's the New York one. Let's do the, let's do the London one first. Let's get it over and done with. Thank you, S.English, for your support. Nichelle. You know, if, before I started reading these donations, I was thinking to myself, I wonder if Nichelle is back for some more. This is maybe, I don't know, 10th donation from Nichelle? Unbelievable. Thanks for continuing to be an amazing YouTuber. Well, thank you very much. Your accent, calming voice helps release all the stress I get throughout the day. Your continued selflessness in helping others makes me smile. Well, it's actually it's actually not my selflessness, Nichelle. It's people like yours. This isn't this isn't my donations. I'm just running it, you know? You lot are the ones that are actually donating the cash. Legend, once again. Cat Brown doesn't have as much this month, but every pence helps. Wow, Cat Legend. May you hit the goal. I want to see you in full Karen. Guys, once again, if we hit £5,000, whenever we hit it, another full-length video is coming. 20 minutes of me with the wig the makeup, etc. You've seen it all before and you'll see it once again. Don't you worry about that. Donna Sanborn. Palm Sunday is the Sunday before Easter. I see. I mean, I did know that, but it's good to be re-educated. It's mainly celebrated by some churches. I don't know how you plan out vids, but you released it on Palm Sunday, April the 2nd. Have an amazing day. There we go. If you didn't see in the last episode, me and Donna were having a little bit of discourse about Easter in general and what I was planning on doing. Great conversation to be had there. Guys, that is going to do it for the donations and for this video. Once again, if you do want to donate, please do. 
Link to do that is down below. We're just, what, 773 pounds away from the big 5K. The original goal, by the way, was 2,000. So to have more than doubled that is pretty nuts. But we might as well go for it. Why not? You know what the kids say? YOLO. That's the end of the episode. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.